All right. Welcome, Roster Wars, to the final episode of the United Nations Rookie Summit. I'm your host, Corbin, and as always, we've got Ross and Tyler joining as well. Today, we finally get to discuss the running back class. We saved the best for last. I know this is the one you've all been waiting for, and we got a lot to talk about. A little bit bigger group this time because we got a deep class coming in. Yeah, very excited. Feeling under the weather today, but I couldn't call in sick for this one. It's, uh, it's uh, the most exciting pod we've done, I think. Yeah, I think everyone's excited for the, the running backs, and specifically this class as well. Like you said, it's a deep class, uh, a lot of different body types, so hopefully we'll get into it. Yeah, do you have COVID? No, Is I've it COVID? checked multiple times. I've checked multiple times. We're good. You can't get it through Zoom either. So I yeah, I don't think we're going to contract it. I don't think we're at risk, Tyler. So I don't think no there's anything... I don't think there's any other sickness in the world but COVID, so. Yep, it's taken yeah, exactly. over. That's yeah, all yeah. you can get. Yep. No common cold, it's just COVID now. All um, right. I'm excited. But we got a lot. To... Yeah. Yeah, for running backs, because, you know, I love running backs, as you can tell by the stable of running backs I always have. I'm a running, running back first type of guy, so. An RB connoisseur. Yeah. Fuck that zero RB strategy. You need all the running backs. But let's That's hop right. into it because we got a lot to discuss today. Uh, the I think we got like five five guys. Yeah, five guys we'll be discussing. First, we'll start off with Bijan. Then we've got Jameer Gibbs. We're talking Tank Bigsby, Devon A-Chain, and Zach Charbonnet. So let's kick it off with the big name in the class. It's Bijan Robinson coming out of Texas, 21 years old, junior. He stands five foot 11, 215 pounds. His RAS score was 9.84 out of 10 with a 4.46.40. He has elite explosion, explosion, and he did not do any agility testing at the combine. Uh, last year, he had 258 carries for 1,580 yards, 18 touchdowns, 19 catches for 314 yards, and two touchdowns. And the year before that, not much of a drop off 195 carries for 1127 yards, 11 touchdowns, 26 catches for 295 yards and four touchdowns. So obviously there's a lot of talk about Bijan coming in being one of the best prospects that we've had coming out of college since Saquon or Ezekiel Elliott. And I mean, after watching the tape, I mean, he could be the best of the three. I mean, he's a super exciting prospect and there is a reason why he's going 101 and super flex and just non-super flex leagues. So what do you guys think about Bijan after looking into him a little bit? Well, he's a grade A character. I mean, I didn't, nice guy. Write, I didn't even write anything down on him because he's just such a excellent prospect. Like, he's so good. Like, watching the tape, you just you, you get kind of like, I don't want to be creepy, so I'll just say mesmerized. But uh, yeah, you like, get hard when you watch him play, don't you? Oh yeah. Imagine <laughs> if he went to Detroit. Oh Jesus. I know. And um, yeah, like I I haven't felt this way about somebody since uh, my boy Saquon. And uh, I, I just, thought you were gonna I mean, say your wife, but I mean I've said it before. Like the whole reason why I was in RR is because I was able to take the one hundred and one to get Saquon. Unfortunately, because of stupid moves, I I don't have the 101 to get Bijan, Saquon, Bijan, see how they sound so good. Anyway, mm -hmm. yeah, 
Um, Matt will never trade that one-on-one to me. So, but he's just, this guy does everything. It's, he's amazing. I, I, I kind of love him. So. Yeah, you're not the only one. It's almost boring to talk about him because it's like he's the nailed on 101. He's the best running back in the class. There's nothing much else. Like to me, he's like an unquestioned amazing football player. Like he's got everything you want. Like he's got all the athletic traits that make it look so easy. Like just to talk about his game a bit, like he bounces off tacklers like nothing else. And that's like his most elite trait is his contact balance. And I think that's the number one thing you want from a running back. Um, he's also got like the lateral agility to to cut and change direction, and he does it without losing any speed whatsoever. And obviously, he talked about his athletic testing as well. Like he's got the good enough speed; it's not quite four three speed, but it's brilliant. And if he's running, if he's cutting at that speed, then it's it's just unstoppable almost. And he's he's not just like a running back as well; he's like an offensive weapon. So his receiving skill set is the best in the class, and it's the best I've seen in a long time, maybe since Christian McCaffrey. I was quite surprised yep. that he didn't. He wasn't used as much. Like you said, he had like 19 catches, which is crazy for the skill set that he has. Like he's got the the hands and the body control. Like he catches the ball away from his body and like twists and turns in the air and is then ready to like get yards after the catch as well. Like I'd I'd like to see him play receiver for a full game. It'd be quite interesting to see how how he does. Um, but yeah, like I said, quite boring. He's just great at everything. Uh, and I think he could be like a legit like top five running back in the NFL from day one, and like mm-hmm. he's one of the guys that can like command touches. Like there's not many running backs in the league now. Like when we're looking at it for fantasy football, we want guys who can touch the ball like three hundred times. And um, there's not many in the league who can do that. And with a guy like Bijan, who's as talented as he is, he's going to demand the ball and like passing and running. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I mean, like, uh, sorry, I just wanted. To... Say, You're good. Uh, it's like one of the scouting reports I read on um, uh, one guy. He said he's like a comparison of Barkley, like a co- combination of Barkley and McCaffrey together. Like, just but he's got size too. Like, yeah, I think that was a good comparison because he's got the receiving skills of McCaffrey and running ability of, of Barkley. So put that together and you've got them both together. Yeah. And my saying thing that, about not it, saying that McCaffrey's a bad runner, not saying that Barkley's a bad receiver because they're both, they both excel at both, but yeah, I'm just saying, yeah. Well, the way that things have been trending in fantasy football, you really don't have a ton of those true three down backs anymore. You'll have a guy who's, you know, more of the pass catcher, the third down guy. And then you got like the first, second down guy, but Bijan is a true three down back. There's a couple of guys in this class that have that potential, but if you're drafting him, he should be getting the entire workload for whatever team he goes on. I mean, I'm saying like, you know, he could be the dynasty RB one right away his first year. And even in like a startup draft, like I wouldn't be so shocked to see him go one Oh one overall in a non-super flex league, I guess that is. But I mean, he's about as sure of a thing as that you can get. And it doesn't matter what kind of team you have. I guess I could see you taking a quarterback 101 in a rookie draft, but I mean, you have to be in a complete rebuild and have no quarterbacks and be really confident in whoever you're taking over Bijan. But I mean, he should be going 101 in every single league. I mean, there was one stat that I saw. He had 104 missed tackles last year per pro football focus. And he's the only running back ever to go over a hundred. 
So it's just wild. I mean, he's the the whole package. He's got speed, power, change of direction, balance, vision. It's all there. And then you talked about his receiving skills too. Great hands, good routes. He's got the yard up run up the run after catch ability as well. So I just struggled to find any weaknesses in it in his game. And I guess if I had to say something, and this is really nitpicking here, but he could be a little bit more patient at times. You'll see him want to try and hit the hole right away. If, you know, maybe he waited a split second for his blocking to kind of take over, he would have a little bit more of a, an open hole and some room to work with. So I guess you can say, you know, he tries to do a little bit too much sometimes, but at the, at the same time, a lot of the times it works in his advantage, you know, like he'll try and get a little bit, you know, cute with it. And sometimes that can come back to bite him, but more times than not, it actually works out to his benefit. So like I said, he's about as can't miss of a prospect as you could look for. And I think it's silly to take anyone over him at one Oh one. I mean, like I said, I, I guess you could try and put a quarterback in there and super flex. If you're super confident in CJ Stroud, or if you want to, you know, roll the dice on Anthony Richardson. But if I have the one, one doesn't matter where I am. I'm taking Bijan. You could recoup, you know, two or three first for him anytime you want. And this is a guy who should be a solid contributor for fantasy football for five to seven years. And you just don't see that with running backs in today's fantasy football. He's 21 years old. Yeah. If you're in a super flex and you have, like, say, I don't know, Joey Joey Burrow and and Trevor Lawrence under contract for a long time, do you really, like, can you really roll with just those two? You you need a third quarterback. So you probably should go with the the younger Stroud and, you know, with 101. And that's, that's the case. But, you know, when when Wentz is your third quarterback, I mean, you you gotta, you need a third. So hopefully Manny Warbucks is listening to this. Yeah. (laughs) Hopefully he tunes in and takes your advice, man, for your sake, because if you got Bijan at 102, that's a steal. Yeah. I have enough running backs to, yeah, but is you don't got to be, Sean. Sorry. Ooh, squirrel. But yeah, I mean, oh. it's kind of redundant to just keep on going on Bijan. I think that everybody understands that he's the 101. If you've looked into it yourself or if you're taking, you know, the scout's opinion for it, I mean, he is that can't miss kind of guy. And whoever gets him should have a solid RB1 for the next five years, at least he could be, you know, a pro bowler right out the gate. If not all pro, I'm super excited to see what he does and where he goes. And the one thing that I, I didn't really mention too, is these like, when we get into rankings, it's kind of tough without knowing the landing spots for running backs, especially because it depends on team schemes and who else is in that running back room and what role they're exactly going to play with Bijan. You don't have to worry about that, but with every other running back that we talk about here, that landing spot really does matter because you look at like a Clyde Edwards, a and you know, he was probably, you know, like the fifth or sixth running back in that class. And then he goes to the chiefs and then he shoots up to one Oh one, you know, and just throw the rankings out the window, Swift Dobbins, Taylor. I think they were all in that class. They all get kicked to, you know, to the two, three, four running back in that class after that one selection. So with Bijan, I'm not too worried about that. Nobody could surpass him in my eyes. He could go to the worst situation in the NFL and, you know, Jameer Gibbs could go to the dolphins or something like that. And that totally ideal situation. It's not going to change anything for me and how I rank him. He is the best guy in this class. No questions asked. But speaking of Jameer Gibbs, let's get into him real quick. He's coming out of Alabama, 21 years old, a junior coming out. 
He stands five foot nine, 199 pounds, so a little bit of the smaller side. His RAS score was 8.06 out of 10. He ran a 4.3640, so blazing speed there. But really poor size. He didn't have a good vertical, and he did not do the broad jump or agility testing. So it's pretty much just his 40 and, you know, size that's considered in that score. So not a lot of testing numbers on him, but he does have that speed, and you can see that on tape too. Last year for Alabama, he had 151 carries, 926 yards, and seven touchdowns. He also had 44 catches for 444 yards and three touchdowns. And he transferred from Georgia to Alabama. So in 2021, he had 140, or sorry, Georgia Tech, rather. He had 143 carries for 746 yards, four touchdowns. And he also had 35 catches for 465 yards and two touchdowns. So everybody says that Jameer Gibbs is kind of in the same tier as Bijan. I don't even have them on the same level. Um, A lot of people say that he should be like a 102 in a non-super flex draft. And I might have uh, some words to say about that. I don't know how I really feel about him. I don't think he's as unanimous as a, of an RB2 in this class as some people think. What are your thoughts, guys? Well, I got that. Uh, I mean, he's obviously, you know, getting a lot of uh, the Camara, uh, you know, comparisons, right, because of his passing game. But it's, it's, it's you know, it's got to be seen if, uh, if the running game can translate to the NFL. If you can run in the NFL, it's, you know. Um, I got a good comparison of uh, of Swift, but yep. he'll be more durable than Swift because he's a little, a little more solid. So He's lighter, though. He's Swift's lighter. like but 210. No, they're... They're just talking about like physique, like uh, like you you don't you you can be more solid and not be, you know. He's just compact. Know. He's denser. Yeah, like I don't know. It's like when a skinny guy says, "Look at my abs," so, and a fat guy says, "Well, I'm stronger than you." Okay. The fat's covering the abs. The skinny guy looks a bit more solid, right? I gotcha. Okay. So DeAndre Swift is fat and Gibbs is jacked. Got it. That's exactly. Basically, he's he's better shape to handle. You know, is is kind of what uh, I'm saying. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I I do like your Swift comparison, but I don't like the Alvin Kamara comp at all. Really, I think that Kamara is a totally different beast, and he's like no, that's what, no I'm just saying that's what a lot of people are saying. My scout said Swift. So mm-hmm. that also, you know, said Kincaid was a great blocker. So, well, I do like that comparison from him because that's who I kind of comped him to as well. I got a couple other guys in mind as well, but yeah, I mean, so it's just basically because the running game, like, you know, when you look at college, like, yeah, he's averaging six yards a carry, but he's not going to do that in the NFL. And mm-hmm. does his running game translate to the NFL? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Is he gonna uh, be I'll jump in here because I think there's been too much Jameer Gibbs slander and I'm here to carry, carry the flag for Jameer Gibbs and Good. we talk about his, his yards per carry in the in the college um, and a guy who leads the NFL in all-time yards per carry is my comp for Jameer Gibbs that's uh, Jamal Charles and <laughs> I think 
Jamal Charles is one of my favourite ever players. Maybe because I had great fantasy success from him, but he's just fun to watch. And I get the same vibe watching Jameer Gibbs. Like he's the way he gets like skinny through holes and like he doesn't his acceleration and his his feet, his feet are so quick. And like he changes, he sidesteps defenders. He does like a little skip move. I don't know how else to describe it. It's exactly the same as Jamal Charles. I had to go and look at highlights, like career highlights of Jamal Charles, just to make sure I wasn't misremembering. And I'm telling you, he's exactly the same player. Charles is like longer and um, taller and skinnier. Um, but that little quick feet move is exactly the same. Um, but I think there's also a bit of a myth with Gibbs that he's maybe only a pass catcher or he only runs outside the tackles. Um, but I think he does have like a decent amount of power. And like I said, like he's got the the vision to set up defenders, and he can get through those like small holes. And um, the Alabama offensive line wasn't great at all. Um, and I think he's he's very quick. And to be honest, we're going to talk about Devin Achain later on, but he ran the low four threes. I think Gibbs plays faster than him, uh, whether it's the acceleration or just um, like you said, he doesn't lose speed when he changes direction. It's it's. I think he plays a lot faster, um, and I think as a receiver, like he's he's elite, elite. Uh, mm-hmm. He 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 lines up out wide, and he can run routes. Like he runs angle routes, and he runs field routes very well, and like crisp. And he's a threat. He was, I think, he was Alabama's best pass catcher uh, last year, which says a lot more about the receivers. But uh, Gibbs is so good, and I love watching him play. And I, the myth about him not running between the tackles. I've got uh, a stat for you. I've seen someone on Twitter post this, but uh, he ran between the tackles 189 times. He ran outside the tackles 189 times. Inside the tackles, he had 1,068 yards. Outside the tackles, 1,074 yards. So pretty much identical um, production inside and outside. And obviously, you're asking if that's going to translate to NFL. I think he does have enough power um, for it to translate. Mm-hmm. Well, I do agree with a lot of things that you said there. Like I also did kind of get those Jamal Charles vibes, but there's, you know, that's obviously the ceiling for him. But then there's other guys that you could talk about, like a Kenneth Gainwell or like a Clyde Edwards Hilaire who were so, you know, known for their pass catching ability coming out of college. And then you just haven't seen that translate to the NFL. And so I used to really put a lot of focus on, you know, those pass catching running backs. Cause in PPR leagues, you want somebody who can run and catch. If you can get, you know, 15 carries and then five to six catches every single game, that's the kind of running back that you want on your fantasy team. And I totally get that. But at the same time, like, well, first, I mean, I'll just talk about like his, the good things. He is probably the best pass catching running back in this entire class. He does have that quickness, the speed, the acceleration. He's got the vision to make some good moves. But on the other hand, like when you talk about him running between the tackles, he can do it. But every time he does, he always looks to bounce it outside. Like even if he gets that first level, he is bouncing it outside. He is not running straight up the middle. And then, you know, if that hole isn't there, he is going to bounce it outside. So, I mean, he might have like some production there, but the NFL is going to be a whole new beast. And I'm not saying that he can't do it. You know, I'm not trying to like poo poo on your flowers or anything here with him because I do like him as a prospect. But I'm just saying when he goes to the NFL, he he just hasn't really shown that physicality and that power. And when you mentioned Devon A-Chain, I think that's a guy who actually does show a bit of power and you just don't get that from Gibbs. 
Like he's he's a guy who's going to win with his speed and his quickness, and it's not coming from his physicality. So for me, I mean, it really just depends on where he goes. Because if he goes to a team like the Dolphins with that zone blocking scheme, love it for the guy. But there's other situations where I just don't know how it's going to pan out for him because he is going to need a lot of touches in the passing game in order to be fantasy relevant. Because I don't see him carrying the ball 20 plus times a game. I think he's going to be like a 10 carry kind of guy and he's going to have to rely on that receiving game to get those numbers up. It's a lot like Swift, you know, and like injuries have kind of impacted him, but he hasn't been that 20 carry kind of guy when he has, you know, a big explosive play. It's great, but it could just be a little bit inconsistent and kind of a boomer bust guy week to week. And that's something that does concern me a little bit about him. But like again, not the biggest deal. I still like him as a prospect, but I just think there's other guys that are in that tier with him that are pretty comparable. I don't think he's head and shoulders better than some of these other guys we're going to talk about. I think he's a lot closer to Bijan than he is the third guy for me, and I'm sure we'll get to the, the rankings later on, even though I've spoiled my top two. Um, but I think I think even though he's not maybe going to carry the ball 20 times in the NFL, He's going to carry the ball 10 to 15 times. He's going to have a high yards per carry because he's going to rip off big runs. And he does need to be used in the passing game. Like if an NFL team drafts him and doesn't use him in the passing game, that's just malpractice, complete yeah. malpractice. Like you're not using your players to the best of their abilities. Um, so I don't really have a concern about him going somewhere and not being used like that. Because um, I think that's like his, his elite trait that he's going to carry to the NFL. And you've got to imagine coaches are going to use him that way mm -hmm. well the thing is i i just don't think he's going to get a lot of goal line work either i mean at 200 pounds you're going to have another guy on your roster who's 220 and he is going to get those goal line touches it's a lot like jamal williams and deandre swift and that's going to eat into his fantasy value i kind of just see him as you know more of a third down guy but he's not like that true three down running back and you, you still have plenty of value being like that third down back, you know, and getting and the that 10 to 15 carries. Yeah, exactly. There's tons of value in that. I'm not taken away from him at all. But if you're looking for a guy at like, you know, the second pick in the draft, it really comes down to like Jameer Gibbs and Jackson Smith and Jigba. And for me personally, I would take Jackson Smith and Jigba. Obviously, like it depends on your roster construction here, but I don't know. I just don't think that he's going to get the volume that you would see in some of these other guys who have that potential to be a three down back. I'll, I'll, I'll say, I think he might be in the first round. I think he might sneak into the back end of the first round as well. I want to get that mm -hmm. prediction out there um, just before the, the NFL drafts in a couple of weeks, but I think he might sneak into the back end of the first round and then we'll see him like as a lock to be like one or two in my mind, if he does get that first round draft capital. Yeah. The draft capital. Means yeah. It'd be interesting. The thing is, like, I would like him on a team like the Bills, but they just got James Cook, and I feel like he kind of already has that role established for him, and they're very similar. You know, I would say the Chiefs would be a nice spot with Pacheco as a compliment for him, but then are you really going to want to use that 31st pick when you took Clyde Edwards-Alaire? And I don't know. So it, it does depend on where he goes. I could see him slipping into the first, but I have him an early second-round grade for myself. Chiefs are probably going O line anyway. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to need you two to quit fighting because adding a lot of hostility to this podcast. Just wait till we get into Devin H. Don't worry. Yeah. 
Okay. All You're right. going to shit on it's Devin A-Chain. All right. I'm ready. I'm already fueling up. Ready to take you on. <laughs> Let's talk. Yeah, uh, take a little break. Nick says yeah. on site. Huh? It's over. Shut it down. Yeah. On site. It's on site with the shit. Let's get ready. We'll take a Tank Bigsby break just to kind of, you know, simmer down a little bit. Let tempers kind of flare down. But yeah, we'll talk Tank Bigsby here. Coming out of Auburn, he's 21 years old, junior coming out. He is six foot zero inches, 210 pounds. He got an 8.33 RAS score out of 10. He ran a 4.5640, pretty average explosion scores, no agility testing, and pretty average size, six foot, 210 pounds. I think that's more than adequate for an NFL running back. Uh, statistically last year, he had 179 carries for Auburn for 970 yards and 10 touchdowns with that. He had 30 catches for 180 yards, zero touchdowns receiving. And the year before 223 carries for 1,099 yards, 10 touchdowns with 21 catches for 184 yards and zero touchdowns. So different kind of running back than Jameer Gibbs for sure. He's more a kind of that one cut power runner. Um, didn't have very good offensive line play at Auburn. And he's been a guy who's kind of been on the radar and Debbie circles for a couple of years now, mostly because of that sick name tank Bigsby. But um, I don't know. I feel like he's kind of fizzled out somewhat still a solid prospect, somebody that you want to have on your fantasy team. I don't mind him. I like tank as well. Um, he's got like decent size for the position um, and like you said, he's been on the radar for a while because he had like a really good true freshman season. He was up there with Bijan in terms of recruiting and the Devi guys looking at him a few years ago. And he sort of, he's in a completely different situation. Like you said, the, the Auburn offense is just horrible. It's just so bad. I let him down a lot. Um, but he still showed a decent amount. So even though he maybe doesn't have the the wow box score numbers, like he's still, like you said, a, a power runner. And he has like, the, the physicality to break through arm tackles uh, without losing balance. And I think he lacks like long speed, but I think he has mm-hmm. enough bursts or out of his cuts, um, which allow him to create the space and a little bit of acceleration. And that was uh, shown by his com- combine numbers. Like his 40 yards wasn't great. It was like 47th percentile, but his 10 yard split was in the 70th percentile. It's not amazing, but it just shows you the difference. And that's where he wins is like his burst in and out of his cuts. Um, and I, I really like that about him. Like you said, he's a three down back. Um, or like he can do everything to be a three down mm-hmm. back. Like he's a good pass catcher. He had he had the most receptions um, at Auburn, and that just shows that to how bad the offense was. If you're running back, is leading you in, in receptions. Um, and the other thing to show how bad the Auburn offense was: seventy six percent of his yards were after contact. That's like the highest of the top guys in, in, the, in the class. Um, so he had to create on his own, um, because everything else was like falling apart around him. And I liked what he showed. And he's, like I said, he's, he's still young because he's broke out as a true freshman. And I think he could be a better NFL back than what we've seen last year um, if he has the pieces around him. And obviously, this is all landing spot dependent. So hopefully, he goes to a good place where he can show his stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if you've got a guy who has decent production with no offensive line play, I think that translates well to the NFL and he's that guy. There's another guy we're going to talk about later who had fantastic offensive line play with the production to go with it. And I have some questions about that because you don't know what it's going to be like when you go to a, you know, say a bottom half of the league offensive line, 
how is that going to impact your game? It's almost always going to be negative. So when you can make something out of nothing, that's something that I really like in my running back prospects coming in. But I mean, I think that he's just a very solid prospect at everything, but he doesn't have really any elite traits that just like pop out. The one thing that I would say is leaning elite is how aggressive of a runner he is. He will find that hole and just hit it hard. He has no problem just running through a motherfucker's face. And I love that in a running back because you will have a role on any NFL team. If you run that hard, you know, he might not be the fastest guy in the world. Four, five, six, 40 is more than okay. Uh, he's got good acceleration. He's just kind of that one cut and go guy. He will just hit that hole hard as hell every single time. Only one career fumble that I saw in college. Um, but I do have questions about how he will perform in the NFL in the passing game. I mean, sure. He has like 30 catches last year, 21 catches, but I just don't think that's going to be his role for an NFL team. So I see him as more of a, a two down back early on, you know, maybe he can develop in the passing game, but it just kind of depends on what team he goes to. You know, if you have a guy like, I don't know, say like a Jarek McKinnon or even like a JD McKissick, like those guys are going to cut into your, your touches just because he, you know, he can't bring to the table what they can necessarily like, sure. He can catch the ball, but he's not like a, yards after catch kind of guy. He's more of a, you know, take what you get and run through one guy and then the second tackler will come and take him down. So he's not going to really make guys miss that often. Like I didn't really see a ton of that in college. He's going to more try and run through you as opposed to juke you out. So I do like him as a prospect. It really just is landing spot dependent. And I think that he is going to be a solid contributor for any NFL team that drafts him. Good prospect, just not totally in love with him. For me, I have like Bijan in his own tier. And then I have a group of like three guys in tier two. And then tier three, he's like right at the top of that list for me, like fringe tier two. And there's a couple of guys in that uh, third tier for me. So he's one of the better guys that I like out of that group. Can I, can I speak? Yeah, go right ahead. Sorry, you had to go last this time. I do not like this guy. I put on the tape. The first thing I noticed before I ever read anybody's scouting report anywhere is that he runs too upright. And I don't like running mm -hmm. backs who run upright. I think that yeah. you can do it in college. But when you get to the NFL level and you're trying to break a tackle or break through a hole. If you're running too upright, you're done. So for that reason, I'm out. Okay. <laughs> I mean, but it's funny though, that you said he only had one fumble that you've seen because I read he had like four fumbles in like a six game span. Maybe last not year. lost then. Yeah. Um, I didn't really fact check that too much. So take that one with a grain of salt, but maybe it was just like one fumble lost. Like, yeah. Like uh, I, I mean, he does read the defense and find the holes well. That's that's a good positive that I think you might have mentioned. He's got the traits like, to be a good prospect. I just that upright running gets me. I just I, I'm trying yeah. to remember back who it was. There's somebody who was like going to be a great running back. Everybody's like, you know, and I was like thinking, no, this guy runs too upright. And I was reading all this stuff about upright runners, and then the guy just flopped in the NFL, and I was like. I'm going to stick with that my rest of my life because that is true to this day. Yeah. I mean, I agree. He is kind of a little bit of an upright runner, but I don't think that's the biggest deal. That's I don't think it's a reason to be out on him because you look at a guy like an Adrian Peterson, like he was an upright runner, like Le'Veon Bell was kind of like that as well. Talk about like that. He was not. 
He was. Yes, McFadden. he was. Absolutely. Yeah, Darren McFadden. I mean, that's a something to he, I mean more on Tyler's side of the argument, but Oh wait, that's who was th- that's who the yeah Darren playing. McFadden. That's the guy. Yeah, yeah it's it's not ideal. But... I mean he was yeah. okay, but like yeah, he, he wasn't what he everybody was like, Oh, he's gonna be so good, but he he's too upright. Now with AP, like you can you can be upright, but when you have tree trunk legs to hold your balance, like AP, then it it offsets. I guess I didn't. He wasn't upright too much. Like he could lower his pads. So yeah, I mean, if you would see him, like it would be a problem if you saw him just going down easier, just getting hit high and just toppled. But he doesn't go down like that. Like normally, well, he will the, truck a guy, and then the second guy comes to clean it up. NFL. That's what I'm saying. You run upright in the NFL unless you have the power. It's going to change. It's diff- It's going to be different than college when you're an upright runner. You need to be able to get down. You need to lower I the just don't think it's a reason to take balance. them off your board. I mean, everybody I, like... I have my oh, opinion. You have yours. Yes, you do. But, I mean, go ahead. No, don't on draft site. them. On site. <laughs> I'll just back the fuck off then. Tyler, you're entitled to your opinion. I respect it, man. <laughs> That's fine. Let's I'll just put a button on it. Uh, on on the tank biz Bigsby oh. usage at the next level. I think he's like a one A to a one B. I think with these um he's ceiling. Um so I look at Ramondre Stevenson and he's a guy who has the power and can catch as well. So I think that's Ramondre Stevenson's year this year is like the ceiling. I think that's the best case scenario for him. Yeah, I like that. Because, I mean, if you get into these guys who are like, you know, third round picks in the NFL draft, it's just super dependent on, you know, opportunity. Like, look at like a James Robinson, undrafted guy, Travis Etienne goes down, and then all of a sudden he's getting everything for Jacksonville. You know, that's going to happen maybe like once a year. You know, the same thing with the Ravens and like the Falcons too, like with Cordero Patterson. And, you know, when J.K. Dobbins went down, like Tyson Williams or whatever that guy name is, like he got some looks. So, I mean, it happens every single year. It just, you know, sometimes it's just luck. And he could absolutely find himself in that situation. I, I think he's got some traits that I really like, and there's some things where it's like, okay, well, some things are going to have to fall his way in order to get some valuable contributions fantasy-wise. But let's take a break with that. We've got two more prospects to discuss before we dive into our rankings and sleepers. We've got a special commercial for you. Compliments of Tyler. Hope you enjoy. Well, I'm here in my garage, got the old helmet on because I just watched draft day for like the thousandth time. And I put the helmet on because sometimes you got to bang your head, right? Just kidding. Anyway, like I said, I just watched draft day for a thousandth time. And I gotta say, Kevin Costner is fantastic. Like, I mean, just the whole movie. But it really gets my blood going, and I really want to make some trades here. I mean, I don't know if RR is listening, but I got the 102, and I'm kind of thinking of trading it because I've had it for over three days. I don't know where to go. I don't know what I'm doing with this video. 
I'm all out of ideas. We're going to talk running backs, or we already started. And uh, I ain't going to get any of these guys, because I just want my Bijon. And I'm not going to get them. Oh, well. All right. Welcome back, Roster Wars. Hope you enjoyed that. Tyler's thousandth time watching Kevin Coster and Draft Day. That's such a bad fucking movie, honestly. Uh, it is a great movie, isn't it? No, it's not. I might, I might watch it again after this. I haven't watched it in years. Maybe I'll give you another try, but I was not impressed the first go around. It's been one and done for me. Jimmy Gabs, no matter what. Yeah, I'm still on the fence about Jennifer Garner, though. Like, is she hot or is she? Not? I don't know. Yeah, she's hot. Wood. That's my answer. Wood. W o u l d. On site. Anyways, let's get into it because rumor has it this is going to be a heated topic of debate here, and that's Devon A. Chain out of Texas A&M. He is 21 years old, junior coming out, standing five foot eight, 188 pounds. Raz score 5.73 out of 10, so you know pretty average score there. But he did run a 4.3240. Doesn't have very good size, obviously five eight, 188 pounds, a little bit on the smaller side. Um, and didn't have the best agility or explosion scores either in the combine. But last year, he had 196 carries for 1,102 yards and eight touchdowns. Along with that, he had 36 catches for 196 yards and three touchdowns. And 2021, he had 130 carries for 910 yards and nine touchdowns. Along with that, had 24 catches for 261 yards and one touchdown. So Ross and I were talking about it, and I'll just kind of go into my ideas on uh devon a chain here and i mean first off he's just got straight track speed like olympic speed i think he was setting records in high school for track so i mean he is different when it comes to you know that that top flight speed and you don't have a whole lot of running backs like that he reminds me a lot of like a chris johnson and he does kind of compare pretty well to jameer gibbs not quite the pass catching prowess as jameer does i'll give him that but the thing that I was really surprised about is you look at him, you know, five foot eight, 188 pounds. Like he's just a speed only kind of guy. And that is not the case. He actually has like a surprising amount of power. And I like his ability to run between the tackles better than a Jameer Gibbs for someone of his size. It is really impressive. He's doing it in the sec too. So it's not like he's just going against some jokes of schools where he can just do whatever he wants, but He's been a solid contributor ever since his freshman year. He's got good vision, good patience. The elusiveness is also there to complement the speed, and I think that he's very well-rounded. Still like a solid pass catcher. He runs really good routes. Um, And then I also read, and you might want to fact-check me on this, but only two fumbles in three years. So ball security is going to keep him on the field. I think that he's just a solid, well-rounded running back. And, you know, until I really turned on the tape and saw that power for myself, like I wouldn't have believed it, but – you watch him run through guys like he's not getting taken down by arm tackles. Sure. Like if you're a big linebacker, like you're going to bring him down if you get a solid hit on the guy, but you better not miss because he can, he can juke you out. And if he gets around that edge, he is gone. He's even faster than Jameer Gibbs. So I love the prospect. He's definitely in that second tier running backs that I was mentioning along with Jameer Gibbs and one other guy. And I just love him as a prospect. I think that he's very slept on in a lot of circles in fantasy football. 
So I, I do agree that when you look at the measurables uh, and you look at the speed in general, I thought he would be bouncing runs to the outside a lot more. Now, I don't think we'll get to this guy later on, but uh, Keaton Mitchell out of East Carolina, he's got a similar speed. And all he does is run to the outside and try to mm -hmm. use his, his speed. Um, A-Chain doesn't do that. And I'll give him credit for that. He does, honestly, sometimes to his detriment. Like, there's sometimes, I think in the South, the South Carolina game, like, he was one-on-one -on, -one on the edge, like, just outside the tackle. He could have just ran to the, the sideline, and he was away for, mm -hmm. like, a home run touchdown. But inside, I think it was on third and one, so he went inside and tried to get the, and did get the, the first down. But sometimes he could have just used his speed um, to, to hit the home run, but he didn't. And I think he's got toughness because of that. I think that's a lot different than having the physical and the, the power running. I think I see it as toughness and he's willing to go inside, but I didn't see him like break a lot of tackles. Like I said, maybe arm tackles, when he, but that's like using his speed to break through arm tackles rather than like actual power. And when he gets to the NFL, everyone's going to be powerful. Everyone's going to be a little bit quicker. Um, so he's maybe not going to have as many opportunities like that. Like if he can juke someone in, in open field and use his speed, he's not going to be able to run through anyone at the next level, I don't think, anyway. Um, and yeah, and that's where his size and comes into concern for me. I also think like the way he was used is not how he's going to be used in the NFL if he's going to be mm -hmm. successful. Like you almost need to completely throw out this last year. I know in the first couple of years in college, he was sharing time with Isaiah Spiller. Um, but last year, he was used as like a, a lead bell cow back. He's not going to be successful in the NFL doing that whatsoever. He's going to need to be a satellite back. You're going to need to get him in open space, um, whether that's like toss plays or catching out the backfield, and get him to run and use his speed. So we've mentioned the Dolphins as a, a situation before. That's like an ideal situation for him. He's in space. He can run, use his 4-3 speed, and that would be great. Mm -hmm. But whoever drafts him is going to have to have a plan for him. And I worry that whoever drafts him isn't going to use him like that. Um, and he's, he's almost like a big projection because what we've seen in college isn't going to translate to the NFL. So he needs to rework his game. And that's what I don't like about him. Like, I'd rather have other guys over him um, because of that reason. And he does still have the elite traits, but you need to be able to mold that. So I do agree with a lot of things that you said there. Like, I don't see him as an immediate three down running back because he was used that way this last year as, you know, first, second, third down kind of guy. He can do it all. But the difference between him and Jameer Gibbs is Jameer Gibbs is a better pass catching running back. And I think that Devon A. Chain is a better running back because of that in between the tackles ability. And you said like, if, if, if he is out in space and if he can't make a guy miss, he's going to go down pretty easily, but that's pretty much the same for any running back, like a Jameer Gibbs, like if he's out in space and if he can't make a guy miss, he's going down just as easily, you know, and I would take Devon a chain over Jameer Gibbs to break that one tackle in open field and then boom, send it to the house. Because if he makes one guy miss out in open field, he can bring it to the house any given play. And I just love his in-between-the-tackles ability a little bit more, and that's why I kind of give the nod. I go back and forth between the two. They are so, so close to me, and I've gone back and forth a couple of times on where they rank in this class. But 
a lot of my concerns are about the same as Jameer Gibbs. Like, you know, he's not going to see that goal line work really. And it, it is landing spot dependent. It's kind of unclear how both of those guys games is going to translate over to the NFL. He did also miss a couple of games with a foot injury this year. So, I mean, that's something to keep an eye out on, but he's never had like significant injury history. The reason why I like him so much is because Jameer Gibbs is, you know, that in like a non-super flex league, he's going like second or third overall where J- Devon A. Chain, you might be able to get him at the top of the second round, depending on who you're drafting with. So that's why he's a better value than Jameer Gibbs. Like if I got, if I had the number two pick and the the 12th pick, in the first round, I'd be taking Jackson Smith and Jigba and Jameer Gibbs. Or would you rather have like a Jameer Gibbs and maybe like a Jalen Hyatt, you know, like that is a huge dis- difference for me because I don't think there's much of a difference between a chain and, and Gibbs. And then if you could get a, in Jigba at the beginning and then wait till the latter half of the first round to snag a, a Devon a chain, that is a good get in the first round, two solid contributors for your fantasy team. Yeah, I was uh, watching and and I, I I like this guy a lot. I think that uh, it's 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 funny for his side though, for his size though, like that he does hit the inside hole so hard. You know, you wouldn't expect that, right? You you'd think he'd be a guy who'd want to be outside, but he does mm-hmm. a lot of that. Uh, he does a lot of the work that you'd think a two hundred and twenty pound back would do, yeah. and. Uh, but his like speed is amazing and and he's a fantastic runner. I'm just kind of sitting here watching you guys fight it back forth and uh, disagreeing with uh, mostly what Corbin says. And the only thing is, I don't know if like it was a picture problem or what. But when I was look, looking him up, this guy could be an identical twin to Deshaun Watson. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But God, like I don't know if they probably bad. Up- what god he looked almost exactly like him it was crazy that's all i gotta say about him because you guys have said it all so one last thing that i will say about him is i love his aggressiveness because there's guys in this class that just have natural power and physicality but with the von a chain like you he has that dog in him and he will like launch into a guy like he wants to punish people he might not be the biggest guy he might not be able to hit the hardest but he will try to run through somebody when he is in between the tackles, like if he has a yard to go, he will try his best, you know, as much as he physically can to make something happen. It might not always work for him, but you know, at least it shows that he has that grit and that mentality. That's another thing that you don't really, you know, test for. You have to watch the tape to see how these guys actually play football. And when you need, go ahead. Yeah. With that, you go, you got to wonder about the size and if he, takes that to the NFL, how, how, how long is he going to last? Right. Well, I mean, most running backs, you're not going to get any more than five years out of them. Best case. If you're, unless you're like, you know, a Bijan type. And then there's always injury concerns with running backs too. So I, when it comes to running backs, I look at guys who have elite traits and he has elite speed. And I also like his mentality a lot. Because I think that, you know, he might not be the most powerful physical running back, but he tries to be. And I like that a lot. You know, he knows that it's kind of a weakness of his game. And so he tries to make a point on punishing people for trying to underestimate him due to his size. It's fantastic. I'm so happy that he's, he can think that he can run through defenders at the NFL level. But you absolutely cannot. 
Uh, and I can't wait to to see Jumeir Gibbs like absolutely destroy him. I, I honestly, I I could not disagree more. Like Gibbs is is so far and away better than A Chain for me. Um, and yeah, I think we've talked enough about it already. But I just uh... <laughs> All right, I'll let I'll I'll rake in that value, man. Like, let him fall to me. I will take him every single time. I understand what you're saying about the the value and the difference, oh. and you have them a lot closer, so you're willing to to bet on on the value. But in terms of um, not to go too much back on the Gibbs chatter, but in terms of taking Gibbs at one or two, um, I think running backs are valued more than wide receivers, and you can maybe get a wide receiver in the second round. Although I would not pick Jalen Hyatt, um. Like you're it's looking just an previous, example, you know. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, previous years, like you could maybe get Johan Dotson or uh, Christian Watson, maybe, and they seem to be looking all right. But yeah, that's mm-hmm. maybe a good did you say you might get a, Did you just say you might get a white receiver in the second round? No, I said uh, a Johan Dotson and a Christian Watson. <laughs> <laughs> they could be white. I, I don't see color. It's just. <laughs> Good man, Tyler. <laughs> All right, let's move on from Devon A-Chain before we tear each other's heads off here. Hopefully that value will fall to me. Good to know. Keep that in the back of the noggin here. But let's talk about our last top five prospect of the day, and that is Zach Charbonnet out of UCLA. He's 22 years old, so a little bit older. All these guys have been 21 so far, but he's 22, senior coming out, transfer from University of Michigan. I remember watching him play there. Um, but he is six foot tall, 214 pounds, pretty athletic guy too. He had an 8.71 RAS score with a four, five, three forty. He has elite explosion, but poor agility testing. Uh, last year he had 195 carries for 1300, 1359 yards and 14 touchdowns. He also had 37 catches for 321 yards and zero touchdowns. And the year before 2021, he had 203 carries for 1137 yards, and 13 touchdowns also had the 24 catches to go with that with 197 yards and zero touchdowns. So Zach Charbonnet has been a guy that's been on my radar for a little while now. He was, uh, you know, speculated to come out in last year in the draft, but he returned for one more year, put together a very solid season. And he's another guy who could project as a three down back potentially so i like this guy a lot um there's some pros and cons for sure but what are your thoughts i would like to say that i really like this guy he's like uh power back great speed and agility uh reading the wrong thing anyway he's three down back like you said um my notes say i like he um he runs with speed power and uh just for being such a bigger back, like he's so smooth when he cuts, it's like, it's like, you know, cutting butter or whatever the saying is just, yeah. I'm a big fan. Cause I like, he. are you a fan of the fact that he's an upright runner also? Well, I did read that he is, <laughs> but not, he's not like, he's not like big, uh, big because he's not like, all the time upright runner you know this guy sometimes can like the the scout it said sometimes can find himself as an upright runner but the same scout as the don kincaid take right on site pitch on site (laughs) (laughs) 
No, so you like everything not, about him? No negatives against him? No. But he, he can lower the pads. Yeah, he, he can lower the pads. He has a power back. He's got a thick build as well. Um, and you don't see a lot of that in this class. Um, I know we've talked about a couple of guys, but most of the guys, once you get past this top five, are um, like smaller and like maybe not as thick. Um, he runs with power, um, but to me that and he he is difficult to take down. But I think he he was running through big lanes, um, at UCLA and like when he got to the second level and he was building up speed. That's when you couldn't take him down. I worry about his lateral agility um, and his quickness. Um, and I think that was seen in the the combine measurements as well. I think his um his forty time was decent, but his lateral agility stuff wasn't quite as good, and that shows on tape. Um, so I wonder if he goes to the NFL and he's getting hit closer to the backfield, does he have the power then to struggle off defenders uh, and 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 carry on? Um, so I th- I think he does have a lot of production and he was productive as a freshman as well, which seems to translate well for for fantasy success. But I, he's I, I just don't know why I don't really like him. Like he's a a jack of all trades, master of none to me. Mm-hmm. Like he, he is a decent catcher. He's got soft hands, but I don't think that translates <clears throat> to being a threat. Like he, he's a two down back who can catch the ball. Um, and I just think he's very replaceable. And mm-hmm. when you see where he's projected to go in the NFL draft, which is like maybe late second, early third, it's no thanks. Like give me a day three back who can do similar things. Um, and then when you look at fantasy drafts, like late first, early second, nah, that that's not for me. Like I think he's quite replaceable, um, because he doesn't have like any elite elite traits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I a hundred percent agree with you on that. Just kind of like very solid running back overall at just about everything, but not you know he doesn't have that elite speed or that elite power. You know that elite elusiveness. He is a solid receiver, so I do think he has that three down back potential, but agreed he's most likely going to be more like a two down kind of guy. I heard somebody comp him to James Conner, and that really resonated with me because James Conner does have the ability to catch out of the backfield, especially with the Cardinals these past few years, and he is a solid runner, a guy who could get 20 carries. So if he could be a James Conner type, that warrants you know mid first, early second uh, draft capital and fantasy drafts that is so I mean he's rumored to go like second or third round in the NFL draft and he is in that second tier running backs for me along with Jameer Gibbs and Devon A. Chain but the thing that really bothered me with him is I think that he has that natural power for somebody of his size you know 215 pounds I think he kind of uh, slimmed down as well for the combine just to run like a faster 40 so he might actually be a little slower in reality but Oh, I mentioned like Devon A. Chain and Tank Bigsby and like there's some other guys in this class that will try to like rip your head off and run right through you. You don't see him doing that. Like he is a powerful runner. Don't get me wrong. That's probably, you know, his his biggest calling card as a running back, but he'll finish those plays. But you don't see him want to like punish people and just hit him as hard as he can. He's more content with just making contact and getting a couple extra yards. And so that's something like when you're like used in that role you want to be able to punish these defenders and loosen up that defense a little bit. So like, I sorry to bring it back to the lions, but that's how we use like Jamal Williams. We wanted somebody to run through motherfuckers so that De- Deandre Swift could kind of bounce it outside and have that explosive play. 
So you want to see him run with a little bit more power. I think that, you know, there's a little bit more that he could do in that department. Um, yeah, I think that he is a little bit of a higher floor kind of prospect, but a lower ceiling. And I've kind of gone back and forth with him. The other thing that I forgot to mention too, is how I really liked how you said about all the lanes that he had. They were huge because he had a great offensive line, great blocking scheme. And depending on where he goes, he might not have that in the NFL, you know? So Playing I like him a lot as well. And they, yeah. they don't tend to have good running backs come into the NFL. And I think it's the style of like defense that they play as well. So it's interesting that he went from Michigan, who is like a the typical like power ten defenses, running, big ten defenses, and then he goes to UCLA and absolutely dominates. So that's another mm-hmm. little, little bit of concern I have. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, I'm with you there. I mean, I like him overall, and he's been a solid prospect. He has the production to go along with it, but there's nothing that really you know, made my eyes pop out. Like with Jameer Gibbs, you have that pass catching ability with the Von A chain. You have that speed and the in between, in between the tackles ability, but with the Zach Charbonnet, it's more like a, Oh, that's good. That's good. That's good. But there's nothing that's like, Holy shit. Like he is elite at this, you know? So that's the and one thing that kind of dependent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because if he could carve out a James Conner role and he's like a fringe RB one every single year, I mean, that's value right there. But I think there's other guys who you could see, potentially panning out to have an RB one season with him. I see him kind of being like, you know, a top 10 kind of guy every now and then maybe top 15 the next year kind of deal. So still that's valuable in fantasy football. And he absolutely should be going like no later than middle of the second round. I mean, this is like for roster wars. I mean, we'll see how like defenses shake out because it's tough to say where people are going to start taking defense over offense. And, you know, obviously in other leagues, I'm more, scouting just for offense and doing mock drafts for that. Um, so I know that he's going to be going like middle of the first round and like a super flex or like a non PPR kind of draft. Anything else on Charbonnet or should we just jump into these rankings? Rank it. All right, Tyler, I'm interested to hear yours first. Who do you got one through five? Well, it was close. I did a lot of like took a lot of uh, meditation on this one and and thinking on the you know but I'm gonna go with Bijan for one. Bijan. Uh, huh? Bijan. 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 Yeah, Bijan. That's it. Bijan. Uh, so Bijan first. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Charbonnet, my number two. Damn. And then it was close between, but I'm going to go with Gibbs for three and Achu for four. I know it's a chain, but Achu, every time That's I see fine. it, I say Achu. And then, uh, yeah, Tank is five. If I had somebody else to put in there, I would have put him ahead of Tank. Yep. So Tank just gets five because he's the last on the list. Yep. Yep, just between these five, I agree with you. I wouldn't even have Tank top five. He's, you know, like I said, in that top three, but there's another guy that I put right up there too. But let's get into that with our sleepers here. Ross, how are your rankings? Gib one, Gibbs one, Bijan two, and then what? Gibbs one, Bijan, no, uh, Bijan Robinson, a uh, small tier break. Jameer Gibbs, big tier break. Um, big. And I've got Tank, yeah, big tier break. I've got Tank Bigsby next. I, I, I like uh, Tank. Uh, just out of these five guys, I like Tank. 
Um, and then I've got Chabonet, who is quite milk toast. I don't really have anything good to say about him. And then Devin Achain, who, like I said, he's got elite traits, so his ceiling is 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 not sky high, but it can be higher. Um, but his floor, I think, is very low for me. So number five. Okay. All right. It's acceptable, I suppose. I might not like it, but I'll swallow it. For me, I'm going Bijan number one. Big surprise there. Gibbs is number two for me. And I keep going back and forth between Charbonnet and A-Chain here, but I think I'm going to take Charbonnet three just because I do think he has that three down potential. He is a solid pass catcher, and I do like that power a little bit more. I would not be surprised at all if A-Chain is the better running back overall if he has that number two in the class. But I'm going to put Charbonnet at three and A-Chain at four. Very, very close between Gibbs, Charbonnet, and A-Chain. I think they're very interchangeable, and I think that A-Chain has the best value because there's not much of a fall-off, in my opinion, between those three. And then I will have Tank in fifth just because I don't think he's going to be utilized as a pass catcher, and he doesn't have that real looseness to take it to the house. He's going to be a solid guy, but depending on where he goes, he could rise up if he can get some goal line work. But I think that's how he's going to be utilized in the NFL, just that short yardage specialist kind of guy. And maybe he falls in for a touchdown or two every now and then, but I don't see him getting, you know, 20 carries or something like that with five catches on top. I wouldn't be surprised. It just depends on where he goes, you know, and, you know, I say all this now, but I really do like these guys. This is a very, very good and deep running back class. Obviously we keep saying it landing spots didn't going to dictate a lot, but I'm, I'm really kind of nitpicking with these guys because I think it's one of the better running back classes that we've had in recent years. So. Yeah. And, draft and then there's guys big to me as well. Like if a guy <laughs> goes uh, in the third round rather than the fourth, fifth round, I'm going to take him. And like you said, like a lot of these guys are in the same tier for me, um, so they're interchangeable. So if someone goes to a slightly better a landing spot, gets taken around earlier, my rankings are going to change massively. That's why I don't mind sharing it with you guys uh, who are going to pick everyone in front of me, but yeah, mm-hmm. things are going to change. Yeah, it could all switch up. Like, I mean, I could have Jameer Gibbs, like not even really close to on my board, depending on where he goes, you know, in some situations. That's a joke, but... There's a lot of guys in this class that we haven't even talked about yet, which is why with these sleepers, like there's so many different guys that could be on this list. So I'm interested to see who you guys have here because the guy I'm going to talk about, I would put him in the top five for me. But <clears throat> let's start it off with Tyler. Who's your sleeper? Uh, running back out of Kentucky, Chris Rod- Rodriguez Jr. I really like this guy. Uh, power back, good speed, agility. Um, he punishes the defenders. He's not afraid of contact at all. Uh, he's going to be like a, he'll be like a short yardage type guy is where he, he's going to excel um, in this game. But his biggest problem was uh, he had a DUI. So there's some off field issues there. I don't really didn't read about his character much, but I mean, you're drinking and driving, you got an issue. So, um, he did run behind a, a poor offensive line in last year, so stats weren't weren't there. I did not record his stats, so I don't know them. But um, yeah, I I really like him. I think that uh, with some work, he could be uh, could be a starter or you know a backup. But if with some work, he could be a starter in the NFL. The problem that I have, 
he's more of an old school back, you know. Yeah, definitely old school. The problem that I have with him is he's not going to be a pass catcher at all. Like I I haven't dug in super deep on him or some of these like super late round guys, but I mean he is like you know, a very late round pick for me because there's some guys who have potential in the passing game and and he just doesn't really have that. Um let me see if I can Yeah, he had five catches last year and 13 the year before. So in the last two years, he has had 18 catches total in his career. He's had 20 catches. Most of these guys get that in one season. So when it comes to fantasy football, I want to see guys who can catch some passes. That's one of the most important attributes a running back can have for me for fantasy football. Well, I'm yeah, I think, I think he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a day three guy who could um, be a, a two down back, like you said. Um, he, he breaks a decent number of tackles and like you said Tyler I think he, same as uh, Will Levis like he didn't really have a great offensive line like at all so almost didn't have a chance um, but he, he did break a decent number of tackles as a, as a two down back yeah who's your guys' sleepers Kyle let me shit on them come on let's go go ahead Ross uh, my sleeper is a guy called Roshan Johnson uh, he's a backup running back at Texas, so he's behind Bijan. He was like a four-star recruit, and he, he played quarterback in high school, um, but then he, he came to Texas and was a running back, and his best usage came as like a true freshman. So that was before Bijan got there. Uh, he had 123 carries, 23 catches, and eight, eight TDs. And I'll give you a few names, a few NFL players. Damian Pierce, Ramondre Stevenson, Alvin Kamara, Josh Jacobs and Tony Pollard. Every single one of these guys has a top 10 roster war season, and none of them had a single season with more rushing attempts than Roshan Johnson's true freshman season. So the sample size for Johnson is really low because he only had like 93 rushing attempts last year. Um, and we are fudging the numbers a bit because Kamara and Pollard were big receiving threats, and I don't think Johnson's quite the same. Um, but he has a power back. He's like 219 pounds and he is all about breaking tackles. Um, his yards after contact were like really good. And again, small sample size, but it was 4.28 yards after contact. It's better than Bijan, who was 4.17, Tank Bigsby, 4.16, and Charbonnet was 4.15. Um, so that's like the profile he's going to fit in the NFL. And I think I'm not going to go too crazy. I know a lot of guys have him as like top five. And the running back rankings, mm-hmm. that's just like obscene to me. That's just like the big back coalition is just looking at sorting by weight and then making the rankings. But I think he is, he is he could be a good contributor in the NFL. He could be a really good special teams player. So you hang around um, and then he might get an opportunity to be like a goal mm-hmm. line back, a power back for the first two downs. Uh, and he could have some sort of residual fantasy value. Yeah. Roshan definitely overshadowed Bijan, but I think NFL circles and, you know, fantasy footballers like ourselves are, have all caught on that, you know, he's not chopped liver. Um, Obviously not a ton of opportunity with Bijan there, but he can run, he can catch given the opportunity. I mean, he's an an interesting prospect for sure. I like him. The one thing is that he did have break his hand at the senior bowl. Um, So I haven't even looked up on how that's going really, but that's something to monitor at least for his rookie year. But yeah, just depends on landing spot and opportunity with him on an NFL team. But for me, I'm going with Tajay Spears. 
the true senior bowl standout from Tulane. He's five foot ten, two hundred and one pounds. You know, pretty you know above average athlete, seven point five one RAS score, and he's got the stats to go along with it. Last year, fit almost sixteen hundred yards and nineteen touchdowns. He can run, he can catch, and the one thing that caught my eye with him is. You know, coming from a smaller school, you aren't getting that national spotlight. But when he was given that spotlight, he has stepped up in big situations like the senior bowl, for example. Like you can look up his touchdown run. I think it was in practice. You see that elusiveness there. It's on full display. And then also he had his best game of the year, (coughs) excuse me, in his bowl game against USC. He had 17 carries for 205 yards and four touchdowns against USC. Now, I know it's a Pac-12 defense but it's also Tulane. So, I mean, he did have a fumble that game. That is a concern, but I think he only had like two career fumbles or something like that. So he is going to hold on to the ball. He's not going to, you know, get put in the doghouse or something like that. Shouldn't fumble shouldn't be an issue, but he had 6.8 yards per carry through 33 college games. And the one thing that's elite about him, and he might be the best in the class at this is his elusiveness. He just has a rare knack for just making guys miss. It's just crazy natural vision and patience with it. And he can just cut on a dime. Like he didn't have like crazy agility numbers at the combine number is pretty average actually. But when you turn on the tape, it is insane. He just, I don't know how he does it and I can't really describe it, but he almost never gets taken down by that first tackler. He's going to make somebody miss every single play. And then boom, he could be gone. He ran a four, five, four forty, So not super crazy fast or anything like that, but he didn't have any good blocking in college and he could still make something happen. And I don't have the numbers in front of me, but his yards after contact, I think it was like four point something yards after contact. So 4.5. it's crazy. Five. 4.55. Okay, exactly. So, I mean, even if he's getting hit, he is going to be able to make something happen or at least for almost five yards in college, you know, and then I don't have like the, he was contacted behind the line of scrimmage and he is still making something happen. He's not getting brought down for a loss. So I just think that he could carve out a role on any NFL team. And I like him a lot because it doesn't really matter what team he goes to. I think that he is going to find a role in the NFL, very well-rounded in terms of power, speed, elusiveness, receiving. He's got it all. This is a guy who reminds me a lot of Alvin Kamara. And, you know, obviously Kamara wasn't a high recruit or a prospect coming into the NFL draft, but he lands on a team with Sean Payton and he knew exactly how to use him. So if he lands on the right team, he could be a guy that is a solid top five fantasy football contributor for five, six, seven years. Maybe that's something I can't really say about a lot of these guys. Some knocks against him. I mean, not in the most competitive conference. Obviously, there's teams like Cincinnati, but. Still, he wasn't going against the the best competition. He doesn't have that crazy speed that some of these guys have, but overall, he's very, very solid at pretty much everything, but that elusiveness is off the charts. One of the best in this class. He's a great in-between-the-tackles runner, and I really, really love Tajay Spears. My um, comp for him is James Harden. He's got the, <laughs> the, the... He's very aggressive and fast, and then he stops on a dime, and it's it's just unbelievable. Like, and I think you're right. He was a standout at the senior bowl. And there's that one clip that was shared everywhere when he was like on a, on a, a pass, uh, on a pass mm-hmm. route. And then he just stops ducks, like under the defender completely sells him, And then he goes away. And it's funny because that USC game that he talked about as well, he'd done the exact same thing, like in a real NFL game, like he, he catches a pass in the flat, 
um, near the sideline, stops completely. The defender flies over him, and then he like runs down the sideline, accelerating for a touchdown. You need to look it up. Like it's unbelievable, and that just sort of encapsulates everything about Ty J Spears, everything that I love about him. Um, the the one concern is for me draft capital, and I want to see where he goes because he did have like a, an ACL injury. It was in twenty twenty. It was a, a while ago. Um, but it was a bad one. I think he tore his meniscus at the same time as well. So I wonder if there's any medical issues there and if he drops down uh, NFL draft board. So we'll see. But um, he's one of the guys who's in my top five that we didn't talk about. Really mm-hmm. like him. Same. Yep. Yep, he's right up there for me. I probably even slipped into that tier too, honestly. I The more and more I look into him, and I've obviously started a scout like other positions – position groups ever since we started doing this podcast but months ago before we started this process he was like holy shit like once the senior bowl happened that's what really put him on my radar and i was able to dig into him a little bit more and i've fallen in love so yeah, yeah Ty J. Spears. i like spears uh i would have had him in their top five i would have taken tank out um yeah. the only thing tank got, has on him is uh he's better looking and he gets more ladies. So I don't know why that directly the helmets off. I need to start doing that. It's a big part of your evaluation, Tyler. That is a big part because obviously, you know, your level of attractiveness corresponds with your fantasy football success. So exactly. that's something to keep on your radar for next year. But let's wrap it up with that, guys. Clap it up. That was a hell of a couple of weeks getting through this entire class. Well done, you guys. Great evaluation. I hope you loved it, Roster Wars. We will be taking about a year hiatus from this podcast, but I had fun with it. I'm ready to do it next year. It was a great time. Yeah, I think we learned a lot, and we have a good thing going here. RFA is kind of wrapping up, at least for us and rising rookies. It'll probably take you know the promising prospects another month or two to get through, and then hopefully we can start up this rookie draft and uh, hit the ground running. The rookie draft will be delayed this year because the PP there can't get their shit together. Yeah, I know. So we'll just wait patiently for them, twiddle our thumbs until we can finally draft some of these rookies and build for the 2023 season. But it's been a fun couple of weeks talking with you guys. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Yeah, stick around for next year, and we will be back. Bye, guys.